Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast recorded from the Ruby Barn on Main Street here in Suffield, Connecticut. This is your host, Sean Devine, and I'm barely known on Twitter. And today is the first of what's going to be eight or nine episodes about the Rails Rumble. So to kick things off, I have Tom and Nick Mango of uh, Facebook Destroying Fame with me. Uh, So hey, Tom. Hey, Nick. Hey, how's it going? Hey. You guys just told me this epic story about how you, you know, torched Hacker News and destroyed Facebook, and uh, we didn't even catch it on the podcast. <laughs> That's good. Let <laughs> people research it. I don't really want. <laughs> All right. So you guys run the. You didn't start the Rails Rumble, but you currently run it, right? Right. We. Um, it was started back in 2007 um, by a few people, uh, namely Nick Plant, and yeah. um, and Different then Nick. Right, different Nick. And, uh, <laughs> it wasn't before uh, before you changed your name. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but we kind of rebooted it in 2012 with the help of a couple people, and then um, we ran it again last year, and we're running it again this year. So let's uh, let's assume that I know nothing about it. Uh, give me the kind of the the details about what is the Rails Rumble, why does it exist, what's going on this year, etc. Right, so the Rails Rumble is the biggest, and I think it's it's the original, really, yeah. um, distributed uh, hackathon. So basically, right, like a normal hackathon where people you know show up in a physical location and all work on projects and you know see what happens. Um, Rails Rumble is completely distributed. It happens across the entire world in a specific forty-hour, uh, forty-eight-hour time frame, and it's teams of between one and four people and. You get together with your team. You plan ahead of time for 48 hours. Um, you have 48 hours. You build the best application you can, and we use Ruby. Um, so any kind of web web application that's built on Ruby is good. And um, that's it. We give you all the resources from our sponsors, and uh, to get you know, to, so you can deploy your application and work on it over the weekend. And um, at the end. Uh, you know, winners are picked in different ways. Things are, you know, changing this year a little bit and things have changed in the past. Uh, but that's pretty much, you know, what the Rails Rumble is. Yeah, we have a top 10. Um, and um, and in the past it was, it was uh, we had like expert judges. Um, and we just, uh, we had we pick some people, you know, maybe, you know, 40, 50, 60 uh, expert judges across, you know, the internet that are just known people. Um, and they voted on what they liked, um, you know, that their top 10. And then we just compiled all the points and whoever had the most points won. Um, this year is a little bit different since it's kind of, you know, it's kind of difficult for someone to go through, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of submissions. Um, we kind of had to sort of do it more like a crowd type, right, right. Uh, a crowd uh, voting approach. So now it's basically if you submit a entry, you get to vote. Um, that's new to this year. Yeah, it's new to this year, and it's 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 a lot safer this way um, because you know all the people that are 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 in the competition they want to look at other people's stuff, um, and you know the expert judges want to too, but they want to maybe like for the first two hundred, and they're like, oh my god. <laughs> right. So we kind of got into this, you know, when we rebooted it in two thousand twelve, um, we came up with this idea where basically let's you know, let's change judging so that we make it, you know, a little bit easier for judges where we get, we let, you know, them just pick their 10 favorites and um, sort them and, and then we'll compile the points and just kind of streamline a little bit, make it a little bit easier and approachable for people. 
But the problem is, is that, you know, the Royal Rumble just, you know, keeps growing every year. And um, it's gotten, we were kind of like in an awkward phase, I think, the last two years. And I think that um, with our new sponsorships uh, this year, like, for example, uh, Heroku is our big announcement that we that we made, what, like a month ago, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so essentially this year, uh, Heroku is our partner and it's going to be so easy for people to just, you know, build an app, not worry about uh, setting up any kind of server or anything and just deploy it. And um, it, it should, it, we're hoping that it kind of opens the Rails Rumble up to even more people that, you know, maybe were a little bit worried about trying to, um, because they didn't really, you know, have experience with servers and, you know, different things like that. Pretty, pretty much. If you want to start an app now and you're not, if you haven't done it before, like in the old days, I guess, where you set up a server, um, you're using Heroku. So, right. yeah, I mean, it's pretty much everybody, you know, even, even people that we figured, um, you know, did like the server approach um, where they set up a server. They said, why aren't you guys using Heroku for the Rails Rumble? And we're like, wow, this guy even uses, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I um I participated in two previous Rails Rumble and the, and the first time I was uh, relatively new to to Rails not brand new but but pretty new and I remember the thing that got me was was wasn't like the basic setup of um, um uh, getting things up on Linode but it was is it Linode or Linode I don't even know it's a great question I mean, <laughs> I'm I, not I, sure it depends how do you pronounce Linux <laughs> yeah. so it's it's Linode in my head so I'm going <laughs> I'm going right. Linode anyways it was it was things like uh, getting Postgres running right, right. That, right that I felt was tricky um, yeah at the yeah. time at least and Heroku makes all that pretty easy so that's pretty nice yeah it's it's like night and day I mean you know Linode has been great and they they were around right from the beginning of the Rails Rumble when those when those other guys started it and um, it was you know they were a great partner and at the time they were you know that's how you that's how you did things um but really the rails rumble is about building apps it's not about you know setting up, setting up servers yeah. and we don't you know it got to the point where teams would add on a one one person that just did devops and yeah, I that, get that. you know what i mean so like um you know we wanted to kind of remove that from the equation we didn't want people to have to rely on what you know those having those skills that you know really these days are not necessary to just you know launch something um i mean if you're working at scale you know what i mean where you have a really big service you know what i mean um you know we can understand that you want to do some sort of custom you know what i mean right. you know set up and, even though there are huge you know companies running there are totally huge Absolutely. companies using Heroku. Genius. um yeah but um but you know obviously you know what i mean but when you're just starting out um, and you want to launch something, if you don't already have a setup somewhere else, then it's really easy to just, right. you know. And even if you do, do you really, with the, in the context of the Rails Rumble, it's just, a, it's not a necessary thing anymore. And it's just, you know, spend time and thinking about something. And, and the worst part really is like, even though we've always told people, oh, get your application deploying immediately. Like that's the first thing, just get it out of the way. You know, there would always be people that would, you know, skip that step and just figure they're not going to have a problem with it. And they'd spend all weekend developing something and they'd try and set up their machine and try and get it deploying and something is not right. And they end up not being able to submit an application yeah. that they worked all weekend on. Yeah. It's just it's just unnecessary. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. But the good, the, there's good news, though. So not this year. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Yeah. Obviously, that's that's completely that's not that's of no concern. And all those hours now that, that people spent um, can now be put towards apps, so right. we should see even better apps. Yeah, we expect 
We yeah. expect it. Yeah, we demand it. <laughs> is that is part of the sponsorship or partnership with Heroku? Does it have to do with the add-ons? So if someone wants to add, you know, Redis or Memcache or whatever, right. it's easy. Right. Exactly. So um, there's a bunch of add-ons that are just going to be free during the competition. So um, so yeah, it's just you just you just turn them on and they'll work. Uh, so that's going to be great. There's no doubt about it. And a lot of the add-ons are free. They have free tiers anyway. Right, so it'll right, probably yeah. be good that way. Yeah. Um, but any of the ones that are paid um, that that are sponsors will be free. I think that I'm going to do an episode in this series about my uh, couple of Rails Rumble experiences. But the first one was was pretty fun. I was just uh, I was seeing if it was up on your site, and it looks like you still do have the old ones. Up. Yeah, yeah, we keep we keep the legacy. Yeah, yeah, right. We, we we keep them around. So we did a we did a site called Earmarked, like uh, cheesy KD at the end instead of the KED Earmarked, and it was a. Uh, a search engine for uh, like leading up to the presidential election, where if you search for a topic, it would show results from left-leaning sites, uh, allegedly center-leaning sites and right-leaning sites in columns like left, right, and center. And it was cool. Oh, I remember this one. You know, it's funny. Yeah. The um, you know, you know, what's funny about this? I, I I do remember this, and I think I remember also saying to myself, "What would be a great site is." Basically, this type of structure where it's left on the left and right on the right, and then you just we have a topic at the top, and people just argue back and forth, and um, and people vote on who actually won. You know what I mean? Yeah, like kind of like, like a debate, like a debate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because you always hear people arguing on one half of the internet and one and the other half of the internet, and then except over Twitter, people aren't really arguing to each other. Yeah, like I think you could imagine that for any topic, like you know, iOS versus Android, or Rails, or well, that's an easy one, iOS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rails, or or I don't know, Django, or I don't know, right. Ember, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was fun though. We, I, I was the only guy that could program on our team. It was an interesting experience. So it was me. It was a guy that's uh, like the social media. Um, director at a big ad, ad agency now he had a different job then an artist like a fine artist which is why it looked kind of cool and then a guy that wanted to learn how to program rails but didn't couldn't write a line um right. and so uh, that kind of handicapped us but i actually think that's a fun thing to do when you get to to include people that aren't you know doing this every day just to to sort of broaden their horizons i liked it yeah totally i think if like you're not you know you know, if you don't plan like months ahead and say, oh, I'm going to win the Rails Rumble, if it's just about, um, you know what I mean, just competing and having fun, which is what it should be, then yeah, I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? I think that that's great. Yeah, absolutely. The second year I did it with my 17 year old, uh, my 17 year old daughter was my partner. Hmm. And she can't program either. So I guess that I've now competed twice and been the only guy <laughs> that could program in either case. Um, but she, uh, she was trying to decide where to go to college and, uh, um, sort of watching her experience she she uh could use a bit she could have used a bit more structure at the beginning and in, in searching for what she cared about so we made like a college uh, search engine based on some government data and uh mm. then she right. made, it was called like kayla's tour and it had uh you know it, it was sort of um purposefully whimsical it just was about her and had her picture on it and had what she cared about and had her top schools and all that stuff right right, right, right. that's interesting yeah so so how is the experience between the first the first time it was you and three other people right and the second time was you and one other person yeah it was quite different i mean with her it was you know i, I did it uh, i did the second year which was called kayla's tour just being a good dad really you know which was hey i, I wanted her to consider 
um, uh, science and engineering, um, majors. And so right. the more I could expose her to that side of the world, the better, which, which at the end of the story, by the way, I, I succeeded, which I'm super happy about. Oh, um, all right. but, That's good. yeah, but I, I sort of saw this as a way to get her exposed to the idea of just being able to make things. So we sat down and talked about what she'd like. And, and then I said, uh, you know, she didn't have a good idea as to what was easier, what was hard. And, uh, so that was fun. Cause you know, she learned the things that were seemingly hard, weren't necessarily that hard and things that, you know, it wasn't that things were easy or hard, but if she didn't really, if she hadn't really thought through what she cared about, then, um, we weren't able to do it. You know, I'm sure you guys have seen this people that aren't used to technical things have like vague notions of what they want, but when, um, you know, when it gets a bit more specific, they're not really sure. So that was an interesting experience because she figured out that she had to like think through details a lot more than she does in her day to day life. And then, you know, I just went and built it basically. And then we came back together and, and looked at how it was and she, you know, wanted some things changed and add her, added her flair to it. So this is a long way to say that the second time I did it, it was a very like personal thing because I was, you know, just Mm -hmm. trying to be a good dad and didn't care at all about the competition. Right, right, um, right, right. You know, I wanted her to be able to brag it up at school, which she did, and include it on her college applications, which she did. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ultimately ended up deciding to be a physics major, which was like massive win. And I don't know if it had anything to do with this sort of thing, but I'll take credit for it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Physics is uh, that's a good choice. I think. Yeah, yeah. So the, the so that was like a very personal thing. On the first one, um, earmarked, I did it with guys that I sort of knew slash worked with occasionally, and. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. I actually we we had a very good time. We we got together in the same place. We kind of made a bit of a event of it, you know, had dinner and you know, beers, etc. at night and and built something that we thought was very interesting looking. Yeah. Um, you know, it was very pretty. The art was interesting and uh you know, I like I said we had a fine artist on the team. So we had a lot of fun with that. For example, he drew um he drew like animal versions of our portraits for the team page um, because it was, you know, you know, the donkey and the elephant for the two political perspectives. So we kind of went with that and, and and, and like just made like amazing art. And it was a, uh, we had a lot of, I had a lot of fun watching how Len, the guy that was the social media guy promoted it and how much of a difference that made. It got like pretty popular for a couple weeks. Hmm. Um, So that was cool. That was a, it wasn't, neither one was a really interesting programming experience, but they were both very interesting, like personal social experiences. And maybe that's, maybe there's something to that. Right. I think that's a big part of it. Um, that's absolutely the part. I think most people, you know, there are, every, everybody comes with a different kind of approach and what they're looking for to get out of it. But I think definitely the, the vast majority of, of teams, they, you know, they just want to build something. Maybe they already had an idea. They want to just, you know, want to spend a weekend on, or they just, you know, just want to have some fun and, you know, work on a, work on something with a couple of their friends or they had an idea that they were thinking about doing just in general and they said ah oh, you know what this is the perfect time to do it right, let's just right. let's just get as far as we can for this weekend right um, and um you know there's always also you know those people that have experience in other you know frameworks and languages and they want to take the opportunity to just try to build something in ruby for the first time and we're hoping that those people um are, you know, come out in bigger numbers this year now that it's so much easier to kind of, you know, get your application deployed. You just have to worry about the application part because of Roku. What's your um, expectation about number of teams that'll compete this year? 
I, I, I you know, I, I would say it's going to be as big as it as as, as it's been. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I, I don't, I couldn't really predict. Um, you know, a thousand teams or seven fifty or five hundred. I mean, we had we had what five hundred and fifty sign up or five hundred yeah, or like something like that last year. I, I expected to be around that. Um, you know, but I expected to be different types of people too. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So we might have, you know what I mean, like eighty percent new. You know what I mean? Who knows? Would do you? Uh, and if if you don't, then I won't. <laughs> I'll I'll jump past this. But do you remember any apps over the years that really were wacky? I don't mean because because I think you know something being good or not that, that that's a different story. But something that was just totally whimsical, like wow, I, I've never you know you'd never see an app like this for any business purpose, and it requires more technical expertise than someone that can just throw up on Tumblr or whatever. Um, right, but something yeah, well, really cool. Yeah, no, I I totally um I we have one from last year. It was basically some it, it was an app that showed you a picture of an animal and you had to say whether it was, it was a llama or an alpaca. Right, it was a game. It was a game. <laughs> and um and it actually it took 7th place overall. Yeah. And I, I um, remember that. I love that one. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting to say that cuz some people, you know, didn't. Yeah, some, some people, people weren't happy with that because their expectation is that a certain type of app should win, right? You know, it has to be like a productivity thing or it has to be serious in some way. Um, but we never, you know... Yeah, it was on my personal list. It doesn't actually go to the... It doesn't count for the Rumble because we don't, we don't vote. Right. But right. I had my own little personal list that I used and it was on the list because you know what? You know, you always need like a funny... You know, you right. got 10 spots. You know what I mean? Why can't you be... You know what I mean? Right. Why can't one be a game that's fun? Yeah, that's um, funny. And it made me laugh. And I had to tell you, I couldn't freaking win the damn thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I could not figure out. Every time I picked Llama, it was an alpaca. You know, another one that was kind of whimsical is the Emojisaurus. Right, 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 right. That was a funny one. I don't know if you remember that one. They pay, I think they placed like... Uh, let's say they placed fifth. And that was basically... Um, writing, you know, turning, translating English phrases into emoji. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that one, too. Right. It was really clever. A lot of people had a good laugh with it. Um, so there's always a good mix because we never, you know, lay out, you know, ground rules like it has to be this kind of app because that's not really fun. It's not really what it's about. And that's why even though it's the, you know, Rails Rumble, it's like supposed to be a competition, you know, we have prizes and stuff like that. You know, the big prize is really the belt. The, the wrestling belt that we, right, that right. we get it's like a real wrestling belt that we have made every year yeah from a bo- from a company that makes like boxing belts right yeah it's massive like championship it's it's ridiculously high. <laughs> now is the is the um the solo competition like the intercontinental belt the like sort of you know not the total champion belt like a little bit smaller but still kind of epic all right you know it's funny you should say it because i to be honest with you like i think the solo award is like me personally. I think that the solo award is almost like the real award, just because you went at it on your own and you did it all by yourself. And um, you know, I, it's it, it, you know, you know, yeah. it, it would be great to have another. But we will think about it actually. It's a good the, idea. Yeah. With, with, with have a second belt that just says you know the solo belt. You know, because another thing is with the team, um, with the team win, since there's only one belt, they kind of have to pass it around like a Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and like, um, but with the solo, if you have a belt, you yeah. can just wear it all the time. Yeah, I mean, hey, the, the <laughs> WWF or WWE now, they, they, they have this exact idea. You know, that's what the Intercontinental Belt's for. I think it'd be fun. All right. Hmm. All right, we're going to think of, about it. Yeah. The solo award last year was uh, uh, Kelly, right? Kelly. Right, yeah. Right. She, she made um, the, uh, was it Itemize? 
Yeah, itemize. It's right. like a um, invoicing like invoicing app. And for a while there, because we were watching as like the votes were coming in, for a while she was in the top ten, and I think she might have even placed like. 12th overall maybe or something like something. that she was up there she was up there and she almost made the top 10 and i don't know if a solo award did a solo award maybe last year i don't think so i'm not i'm no. not sure if a solo award ever made the top 10 as well um it might have in, in early in the early days possibly but um but that was cool Right, yeah. yeah, I think hers is pretty nice. I'm interviewing her since she won the solo award either next week or the week after. I don't remember. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about it. But I took a look in preparation for that. And, yeah, it was quite nice. Yeah. The, and it was good to see that, like, a you know, a female, you know what I mean, won. You know, and, and she did it all on her own. And it wasn't. And yeah. It, she's competed a lot, too. And she's, she's, she's been in a, yeah. a bunch of Rails Rumbles. You always see her in the, you know, the IRC chat every year and stuff. So She said she's doing it again this year, too, partnering yeah. with the guy that she does the uh, podcast with. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. She's no longer she's, solo. Yeah, she's the real deal. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Now, he can't. I don't think that he's a programmer. I, I, I don't know if he's a designer or what he is, but... Uh, so she's sort of the solo programmer with a little bit of help, but I think that it's mostly her again this year. Right. Right. Well, you know, having someone to plan something out and um, ahead of time, like, you know, she, I, you know, we spoke to her. She actually just posted something for for the Rails Armor blog um, about, you know, competing solo. And a big part of that, you know, a big part of no matter what is planning. So having someone to, you know, plan with specifically and, you know, review things and test things and, you know, even if you're not a programmer, you can absolutely, you know, help and compete. It's yeah. all about planning. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, I definitely learned that from the first year because we had that guy, uh, Len, that I mentioned, and he, he was the social media guy and is like a reasonably good project planner. And uh, uh, he was pretty helpful in like getting to like a minimum viable um, entry because because we got to that quick because we didn't have tons of technical resources around it was just me and i had to do both the front end and the back end so we got to like the bare minimum early and i think that was largely the result of good planning which was largely the result of a guy that wasn't a programmer if i just in forget just rails rumble like it in just the building apps world or business world planning is really the only way to keep production cost down you know what i mean or production time down in certain you know obviously in 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 programming wise the um so i think that the rails rumble is kind of like a test case in you know right you can be completely agile but you should still plan out like you know what things are going to happen and when you have a compressed time frame like the rails rumble you know you're forced to right so so i can for example i competed um in 2010 with two other people and then 2011 solo sorry 2009 2010 yeah and there was no competition in 2011 correct yeah um so in 2010 i competed solo and like i planned out right you remember you you yeah so like i i planned out every single screen every single feature ahead of time and I, you know, slept that weekend. All our whiteboards became Rails Rumble right, whiteboards. Right. It was all our we, stuff. Erased, we erased all the company stuff. And <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know what I mean? It got me through, like, you know, I always plan when I when I work on stuff, whenever it's, you know, a big feature or whatever. Cool. So, um, Well, I should take know, a break and do our, our um, first sponsor. You guys mind? No, go for it. Now, this will be fun. Are these guys a sponsor of the Rails Rumble, too? It's Codeship. Do they sponsor the Rails Rumble? Nope. All right, well, here we go. They're our sponsor for the podcast this week. Hmm. Uh, And they are a frequent sponsor of the podcast and great guys located up in Boston. So I'll tell you about them. CodeShip's a free continuous delivery service that's really simple to use. They offer 100 builds per month for five private projects for free. 
The whole pro uh, product also has a really big focus on usability. Super easy to use. Can set up continuous integration in a few easy steps and your software will automatically deploy when all your tests have passed. CodeShip has great support for multiple languages and test frameworks. You can easily integrate with GitHub and Bitbucket for code hosting. It'd be sort of weird if it was and Bitbucket. I guess it's GitHub or Bitbucket for code hosting. And then deploy to cloud services or your own servers. Start out with CodeShip's free plan. Setup only takes about three minutes. You can find CodeShip online at codeship.io slash 5x5ruby. And if you use the offer code 5x5ruby, you get 20% off any plan for three months. You can also check out their blog at blog.codeship.io to, uh, to get updates. It's actually it's quite a good blog. They've got lots of details there. And uh, uh, anyhow, thanks to uh, CodeShip for supporting both 5x5 and the Ruby on Rails podcast. It looks like these guys work with uh, Roku too. So They do? Yeah, yeah, it's a great service. I've used them for... A while, I think uh, uh, it's an interesting case study in how podcast advertising works. I remember the first uh, first week that they sponsored, I sort of saw the read a few minutes before the show and just read it. And then the second, um, I just read it again. And then the third, I said, geez, I should know more about these guys. So I went and did, and did a bunch more research. And then the fourth, I ended up signing up for the free account. And then, you know, <laughs> ultimately, I ended up being a customer, which I think is the idea. Yeah, that's maybe good. they were just selling to you. <laughs> we got We got to get showing. Yeah, maybe that's it. That's maybe that's what all these sponsors are doing. That's funny. Um, all right. So uh, one thing that's weird to me about, um, or not weird to me, but one reaction that I've had to previous Rails Rumble, or Rails Rumble um, entries is I tend not to like the businessy ones. Like I thought Kelly's was cool as a, as like a technical and, and individual accomplishment. But to me, like after working all day on businessy things, Rails Rumble seems like an opportunity to do something not businessy, you know, just fun. But I don't know, given that a lot of the ones that are businessy tend to do well, I feel like maybe I'm not, I'm not aligned with the community on this one. Well, you know, one thing I'll say here is, is that they, I think you're right about that. They did do well, although fine things, Right, fine things one two fine years things ago. ones two years ago, and that was basically, um, you know, if you wanted to find a show, you could figure out which spot it was in, like legal way to stream it, like a like a Netflix or a. And that was well too. done. I thought yeah. it was great. Absolutely. Yeah. The um, so that was, I guess, that was kind of helpful. I wouldn't say whimsical, but helpful, right. but not businessy. Um, but um, but obviously the second place revision that I always right I, was yeah. businessy. But you know that might change this year because of the different, um, you know, because of the voting system. So because obviously with the with the expert judges, since they're more professional, you know what I mean. It they might have picked more professional things. Right. So I'm not sure who who really knows what's going to happen this year with with the different judges. We always tried to with the expert judges. You know, at least when we were dealing with it in 2012, 2013. Uh, you know, you always try and get like a wide variety of people yeah. um, that are kind of know their field well. Um, so you try to, you know, kind of. Yeah. But definitely, you know, like people could come into it with more of a you know, looking for those kind of things. Yeah. If I was voting like this year, because last two years I looked at all the entries and if, if I had been voting, I would definitely pick things that were fun for sure. Right. Well, that's good because we we needed to. You know what I mean? We I would say that that anybody that makes a fun app is going to sort of lean towards picking fun people at top ten. 
which I guess will right. So hopefully this year this yeah. should you know reflect what people you know want to see, right. what if, they care about. And you guys make a smart point about that. It's hard to know which way that'll go since the the type of judges is so different, given that it's a community. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's I mean, gonna it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. Well, there are a lot of people like you said that you know work all week on business stuff and they just want to make something fun. Uh, a lot of people also want to take the opportunity to try out an idea they've had and see if it gets any traction because maybe they want to turn it into a business later. Yeah, right? just feedback. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So de- you definitely, it's just, you know, it's a wide open playing field. We don't, we don't give guidelines on what to build. So, you know, that's the best way to really come up. Like we've seen some stuff that I've never thought we'd see before. You know, right. Just because the last year winner, um, they, right. uh, they did like analyzing voicemails. Um, oh Yeah. Like, yeah, and, it, it, uh, do you remember the details about that one? I don't remember it too well. Right. Yeah, right. So so basically you received, you know, a voicemail and it would do sentiment analysis and determine kind of if there were more positive or negative words or I, I don't know think it did tones, I think it mostly just did words. Maybe they were going to work on Maybe, tones, yeah. you know what I mean? And then essentially you could look at your list of voicemails as like a business owner for example and call back the people that had like the big red frowning face because right. like these are the most angry of your customers you should call them back first right right that's that's i wish i could do that by email i didn't need to do one by <laughs> yeah. email so that we could use it right. the, um, i thought you were going to say you could tell which voicemail to procrastinate you know right right, listening right. To. <laughs> right. Like, don't don't listen to this one this there, is gonna there's a company in chicago i forget their name that's got like a decent sized business that does that for sales organizations same exact idea except it's not um it's not voicemails. It's actually it. It listens to um, uh, the calls themselves. So let's say this is a sales call, and I'm I'm talking to you. It monitors the calls, and then right. like like uh, the quality assurance stuff. Right? Yeah, it figures out like you know if the person on the other end of the line is combative or friendly or I don't know. They should have been using that on that Comcast. Just thinking. <laughs> just thinking. Yeah. yeah. Sell the Comcast. They need this. The, um, but yeah, so the Caller Key one, which I think they changed. Did they change their name from Caller Key? It was called Caller Key, but now it's called... Oh, it's still Caller Key. Yeah. yeah. Right, so yeah, I tell you, they... Um, they've they been just, working on it all They year. still have been working on it, um, which is really cool. And you know, another, another thing that was cool about this was I think they used the Twilio. Right. They right. used the Twilio API, and, and Twilio is a sponsor. So it was kind of interesting that somebody using a sponsor actually won... Right. Um, so that that was cool. yeah that happens every once in a while yeah it's 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 uh, interesting yeah is Twilio a sponsor this year yeah yeah yeah, yeah there we yeah. go they're they're amazing I mean they they're pretty much I mean it I mean I don't even know in their field yeah I mean there are a few competitors but nothing like Twilio for nothing sure. like Twilio they're, yeah uh, they're, I use them I use them in my stuff I actually uh, I had uh, Greg I forget you said Greg's last name but Greg from Twilio on uh, one week and it was a good episode and then I actually just finished personally an app with Twilio. Or two apps with Twilio. Um, it's a good service. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. been around a while now, too, which is nice because the I think the API is solid. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not you know, crufty you can at all. On them. Yeah. Which is which good. Because you, 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 you really got it on a service like Twilio. Right, right. They, I mean, you know what I mean? It's not something that uh, they can just, oh, yeah, we didn't get that phone call or we didn't get the text message. Yeah. It's got to be real. Yeah. What's, what's the most ambitious project that you can recall someone attempting that like got even close to pulling it off hmm. wasn't there a guy that did something with um with like pharmaceutical like right what was that Metapass or something the um, Metapasses. Met- yeah so 
this one, I remember this thing was, I, when I looked at it, I was like, what is this guy doing? And then, and it, it just, I don't know how far he got, but it was, it was pretty massive. Right. He won the solo in 2012. Right, 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 right. So he worked, it was something to do with like, um, your medications and, um, and using like iOS passbook. Right, right, hmm. exactly. So it would, and, um, it would, um, like it would basically help you remember like when you're supposed to be taking something. And um, I think they that uh, he like wanted to work with like doctors. I think this guy is right in the pharmacy, in, pharmaceutical field in right? in that field. Right. Maybe he's a doctor or something like that. But it was it, it's like he it, I think he went for like the forty eight hour industry changing approach. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> I want to change the industry in forty eight hours. Right. I like I, that. I'm guessing his plan was basically try and sell it to offices or you know like right. you know pharmacies and that right. kind of thing. Like Enterprise this. style, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, if you sell it to CVS, for example, and you say, "Oh, just use," you, you retire. Know, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think the, the ones uh, that I like, like if I was making a list of the kind of projects I like, I like the the sort of whimsical. I would like the the joke one, like the alpaca or the right. or the llama. That's funny. Yeah, um, okay. And then I like the ones that are ridiculously. Um, ambitious, like the sort of thing, like the change something in forty eight hours, because usually it would crash and burn, you know, fantastically. But the idea that it possibly could work out that seems fun to me. Right. The um, no, I agree with you. And you know what? The top ten, because um, that's another thing that that we changed in two thousand twelve was is like right. the results being a top ten. Um, that allows you to pick a couple of those whimsical ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can get serious on some, but you can, you know what I mean? You can, like the judges, can you can get serious on some of the top ten, but you can also have your 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 couple of whimsical, you know, projects in there as well. Right. Yeah, like when I was selecting my own personal top ten, like you said you did too, um, I kind of imagine it as, as like, uh, inviting people over to a dinner party except there are apps. Like, you can't have right. all of one thing. Right, yeah, right, right. It's right. got to, you got to have some mix around the table or else it's going to be a weird conversation. Um, and that's definitely a, a lot different from back, like the first version of the Rails Rumble, which ended kind of in you know in 2010, where uh, expert judges were kind of assigned like four apps or so, and they had to really thoroughly review it in like a bunch of different categories, like usability and design, right. and um, I don't even know what, what were the other categories. Um, I can't remember. Spot here. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, I can't really remember, but what I do remember was is that um, the judge usually was very good at knowing one of the four or two of the right. four. But the other ones, they're like, oh, I don't even care about this. Like, right, you know what right, I mean? Right, the way right. something looks, like the person might be a designer and they might say, wow, this is beautiful. I want to give it, you know what I mean? Like right. a high rating. But in reality, the thing didn't even work. So, you know what I mean? And it kind of screwed, skewed up the results. Because they were all randomly assigned to judges too. So yeah. like you never, you know, it wasn't that a judge could kind of gravitate towards what they liked and then everything kind of evened out um, like in, in the last couple of years because we had a variety of judges. You know, judges were in different industries and had different disciplines and things like that. So they can kind of gravitate towards the things they like and then, um, right. you know, and everything kind of evened out. But uh, if you were, if like, just for example, I built in 2010 a developer tool, but the the judges that were assigned to me didn't really like do anything with developer type stuff, so they didn't really grasp like what I was doing. They couldn't Tom, they Tom couldn't see your genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tom was just so angry that he didn't get the solo award. Right, yeah. he said, "I'm taking over the rumble." <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I think I think you should have won, and it was because the wrong judges were yeah, assigned. Yeah. It was a pretty thought. Right. Tom Tom just completely ran in and took it over. But really, like you know, you just ran into issues with scaling. Essentially, that's what it really boiled down yeah. to. I think. You know what? To, truthfully, though, in the beginning, um, that worked for Rails Rumble because it was it was it was a it was a big community, but it wasn't like huge and everybody kind of like knew each other because it was just starting out now i mean forget it i mean we have like over 30 countries involved um and like you know yeah the internet does you know you know make that you know very close those 30 countries but still you know what i mean like i mean you know nobody knows each other really now you know what i mean it's not like what it was in the beginning so in the beginning it kind of worked out like even the teams kind of know judges in a way they were all kind of you know in this real same community but now it's like so massive that it, we needed a better approach, right? And and our first approach was even wrong. You know what I mean? Like the right. part with the with the judges, we had like fifty or sixty something like that. Right. Um, that still wasn't even right. It worked. It worked pretty well, I think, for the scale that we had to deal with. Mm. But there's just no way to keep that going. No. Um, you know, if if the Rumble gets any bigger, yeah, that really starts to fall apart. Right. And um, you know, that's why we're we're trying to we're moving to like only you know competitors or judges basically. Right. right. So I- so I've got a category I'd like to see, not the asked, but I'll offer, which is best open sourced project. Because I feel like I feel like it's such a good opportunity. The Rails Rumble is to to have like a collection of interesting projects that mm-hmm. aren't so massive that one can't get their head around them because they're only created in you know a weekend. So how big could they be? Right. And there aren't enough of those on the internet in general. And, uh, you know, if you figure there are 600 competitors this year and there's a category for best open sourced one, a lot of people that were on the fence would pick it and then we'd have this like corpus of cool projects to refer to. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that, you know, what, um, one of the original, um, uh, creators, uh, Nick Plant, he's, you know, still somewhat involved, um, with it as like an advisor and he's big into open source. He loves open source. And I bet you, you know, he he would love to see that too. Yeah, yeah I think I think that's a great idea. The um, um, uh, it basically just an award for open source, right? And just kind of like the solo award, right? Um, we just have to figure out a way to kind of enforce that. Yeah, you know, it'd be really good for the community. Yeah, how do you how do you enforce it? It's open source, and then they when the thing ends, it's like it's not open source anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll clone it. We're bored. We'll we clone just got it bored. and like uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I think I think if it's open, then just fork them and yeah, there we go. It's open source. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so but I, I mean, I think that'd you be know, fun. the Rails Rumble's always been, you know, you don't really have to kind of do that, you know, worry about that kind of stuff. People say, people check the box that says, "Yeah, this is open source." Right. Um, we, you know, yeah. we we just you know check the right, right. We're gonna have we're gonna have we check the results judges before judges. anyway. <laughs> What portion of the entries make a video to introduce them now? Is that like a thing? You know, more should. Whatever the number is, more should. Because um, the ones that have videos, it, it, it really helps a lot, I think. Um, videos just help in general. Right. I mean, we're, a, we're a video culture now, right? I mean, right. I mean, you. So, so the whole thing is that when you have people just coming to the site and deciding whether or not they like it, it's like... You know, it's like the internet, basically. You know, it's like the real world, where essentially you need to um, you, you need to capture someone within like the first ten seconds or something like that. You need to kind of explain to them very simply what your site does and why they care and why they want to stay. And you know, some a lot of people don't. You know, they know what their idea is, but 
they kind of overlook that aspect. So when you have like a quick video introduction, even if it's really rough, um, putting together a quick video introduction is absolutely should be people's on people's like top priority list, but for sure. Um, but I would say not that many people do it. No, it's a you, nice you, thing to have later. So I noticed that when I was when I was looking back at the old entries that I had been part of, we did make a video that I had forgotten about about um, earmarked the political one, mm-hmm. and uh, it's fun because now I can you know. I can still watch it, and God only knows where if this app is up anywhere or not now. I don't really remember if it is. But um, having the video, I don't know. It's like a nice little memento of the experience at this sure, point. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you need some skill, obviously, to make a video. Um, but even if it's just, you know, is there a service out there that, that does, like, Well, I mean, you could just do, like, a quick screencast, and, you know, you talk over it. Oh, that's true. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, another thing you could do is if you do it quick enough, you can just link out to like a blog that you posted, you know, that you have up on Tumblr where you're going to post about your app. So even if you don't get a chance during the 48 hours to record your screencast, you do it like the next day and you post it to the blog and people can find it. Mm. Um, can't link to it from the homepage, but, yeah. you know, as long as people can get to it. Right. And, right. you know, I definitely think more people should do it for sure. Right. Well, you could you could link to it and then create just a placeholder and say, right, that's be, true. I'm going to yeah. be doing a video at some time during this week. If the link is there and you don't have to change the link, if you create it already, then right. you'll be fine. Well, since we're talking about creating a uh, quick and easy website to promote one's project, it seems like a good opportunity to tell you about the second sponsor of our podcast today, which is Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use my offer code, which is Sean sent me. That's S-E-A-N-S-E-N-T-M-E. I think this is a great uh, solution, actually, to the problem we just talked about, which is how do you put up a quick video or maybe audio tour or set of screenshots and a quick blog about your um, Rails Rumble project, given the free trial. Even if you don't want to keep it up afterwards, you could go and put it up on Squarespace. And then if it becomes a long-term project, you can keep it, or maybe you'll just get a feel for uh, what Squarespace is good for and what you could use them for. Anyhow, uh, Squarespace makes it simple and easy to create a beautiful design for your custom website using a drag-and-drop interface. They also make it easy to get help with 24-7 support through live chat and email. Their support teams are located in New York City, Dublin, and Portland. So you can reach Squarespace support anytime you need it, no matter where you are in the world. And that certainly is helpful given the uh, global nature of the Rails Rumble this year. Plans start at $8 a month and include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Their templates include responsive design, and every site comes with an online store. Get started with a free trial, no credit cards required, and start building your website today. When you sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code SEANSENTME to get 10% off and to show your support for the Ruby on Rails podcast. We thank Squarespace for their continued support of both 5x5 and the Ruby on Rails podcast Squarespace, a better web starts with your website. So let's talk. Let's end with talking about the. Um, if someone wants to get involved, how do they get from here to competing and having a, a great time? So first, registration. When does that open up? Uh, registration opens the week of the October sixth. So it's October sixth through the twelfth. And basically, what will happen is, as soon as October sixth hits, 
you come to the site, RawlsRumble.com, and you sign in with an Heroku account. So you can go to Heroku.com and create a free Heroku account, and you can sign in with that. Um, and then that's all you have to do. That's it. So if you want to have a team, after you, write, after you sign in with your Heroku account, you can then invite up to three people. You just put their email addresses. It sends an invitation. They click it. They sign in with their Heroku account, and everything works automatically. As soon as the competition starts, we automatically will be giving everybody an application that they can use on Heroku. It'll be in our Rails Rumble organization account. And they'll also get a GitHub um, a GitHub repository that they can use uh, during the competition if they want, which they won't need this year, but they can absolutely use it if they want to use it for you know issue tracking and different things like that. Um, so they just sign in with Heroku. They can invite people that want that they want to be on their team all the way up until the competition starts, which is October 18th and 19th that, that weekend. And it's uh, midnight UTC, basically. Yeah, that's always been a complicated thing. Yeah, I think people are starting to get it. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people in tech actually get it. Right, yeah. Right. Um, well, in time zones, you know, what do you want? Yeah, that's... right, yeah. time zones, they just suck. And, that, yeah, last year when we scheduled it, we, we, we announced the dates, and then we said, you know, I uh, forgot to look at when uh, Daylight Savings is. <laughs> but right. Luckily, we were we missed off. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if we uh, would have announced cool. the date and it would have landed on Daylight Savings. You know what? We could have called it the one and only 49. No, no, 49. It would have been 49. Right, right, right. 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 But the problem is that it's different. Right, right. It'd be all forty nine percent, forty eight for other people. <laughs> but anyway, this year it's October eighteenth and nineteenth is the actual competition. But if you sign up during the week of October sixth through twelfth, sign with your Roku account. You can invite your team, uh, your team members, and then as soon as the competition starts, you'll get an email and you'll get access to a Roku account, uh, Heroku, an app on Heroku, and get a repository and everything you need. Right now, and obviously, you want to plan ahead of time, basically. That's what I was going to ask. So what's inbounds to do ahead of time and what's out of bounds? Um, you cannot write any code. So if you want to do like user stories, for example, you can't write them in code. So you can't write specs, but you could do something like use Sprintly um, and you can set up your stories, basically like you know features and different things like that. Um, you can write out all your features. You could do mock-ups of interfaces but not, so, not like Photoshop that you're going to then just slice up and just dump right into your application. You can't do that. Um, you can also do things like if you're planning to use like those guys that won last year, if you, they, they use the Twilio API, right? Maybe they weren't familiar with Twilio API. So a few weeks ahead of time, they decided to just mess around with the API and see how it worked and learn it and understand it. That's totally cool. Um, but you can't write code that's then used later. Um, that's that's pretty much the ground rules. Yeah, I, I would. APIs are the key, and also um, open source right stuff is the key. Yeah, and um, yeah, learn if you're gonna. Everybody's gonna be using open source, you know, gems in their projects. It's just there's you're gonna use something, so yeah. you should learn those how to use those things ahead of time. Just don't write anything that you're gonna reuse. Now, I'm the, uh, this this question is not about like cheating, but. But just so I know if it's, like, in the spirit of the rules. So, like, let's say someone, let's say there was something complicated in the guts that, that was interfacing with an API. Let's just go with that. Then is it inbounds to then, like, write a, uh, write and publish a gem beforehand as long as you open sourced it um, and then right. use that in your project? That's okay? So we've gotten this question every year, lots of people. And the answer is it depends, Right. 
it, really the key is <laughs> I would hope so. it's, it's true right it's how we feel on that <laughs> day when you ask the question. <laughs> right. depends if i had coffee or not uh no so the the answer is really is the gem you're creating very specific to your needs or is it general so for example like if let's your say app is a gem then no <laughs> no i'm let's saying say, i'm saying it's general it's something that anyone right. could could use so let's say for example twilio didn't have a ruby gem which right. they did course because they've been around forever and they're great so let's say you wanted to use twilio but they didn't have a ruby uh, a ruby specific gem they didn't have a ruby interface uh but they had an api and they had you know some other some other libraries you could ahead of time create and publish a open source general use uh ruby gem specifically wrapping the twilio api and it could just anybody can use it to just interface with twilio's api and that's totally cool you could do that ahead of time. Obviously, you need to disclose that in your project description. Anything open source you use, um, you have to disclose in your project description so that people know what, what you use and what you know what you built yourself. Um, so that's totally cool. But if, for example, you were building a chess game and you wanted to write a some kind of move guessing algorithm, and you decide to make this move guessing algorithm ahead of time and open source it as a gem and then all you do is just drop that gem into your app and you're done that's not cool yeah that's not and we will find out about it (laughs) now that that i mean not to that 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 doesn't seem like a very bright line in other words like a move guessing algorithm for chess is pretty general purpose you know what we got that what you say it's general purpose but it depends on how you use it right it's the core functionality of your application yeah in that case and we've gotten that question before um and we told them you can't do it if that's the point of your game. Your game is a chess game. Got right? it. You're playing a computer, and half the game you just built ahead of time. Right, right. right. You built so, the computer in ahead of time. Right. Yeah. So, so an example of that then would be like I um, remember that game Letterpress that got popular sure. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after that came out, and it was you know people were talking about it. I I have never written a game before, and I decided that it'd be fun to learn uh, some things by re-implementing letterpress at like a letterpress engine you know the back end to letterpress so that i could make a bot that could play letterpress just as like a you know gonna have fun one weekend project so the the engine that could run letterpress would be out of bounds because that's just too much right if your if your entry to the rails rumble is the bot that plays letterpress yeah that yeah. would be out of bounds that's the same idea basically yeah. as the as the as the algorithm you know for the chess game yeah exactly yeah yeah, because I mean, my purpose in asking the questions isn't to be—I don't know. Hey, you don't want to be—you don't want to be disqualified. Yeah, you, I mean, you don't want to do the wrong thing. It's not about we cheating. Get, it's being we get aggressive. tons of questions, tons of questions. Like mostly these days, like you know, we've built so much infrastructure in the past two years to help us run it, um, and really, you know, try and run the Rails Rumble as efficiently as possible. We run it basically like we run our regular business, um, where we automate as much as possible and make it really, you know, as easy as possible for us to run with a small amount of people. But just like our regular business, you know, customer support is always the biggest thing. And we have the same thing with Railsroom, but we get tons of questions and it's a lot of these things that we have to, you know, they're, they want to know ahead of time. Is this okay? Is this not? I want to buy this open source. Or I want to use this open source theme. Is this okay? Which it is. I want to buy this theme. It's generally available and it's cheap and that's okay. Um, that is okay. Go for right. It. That is okay. But you know, yeah, you know, if you buy like a $10 bootstrap template, but that's publicly accessible. Anybody could buy it. Yeah. It's not like a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. You know, that's again, kind of like a, 
you know, we have to make a, a ruling on that essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been around since the beginning of the Rails Rumble. There's always been these kind of like, you know, we're never going to think of everything ahead of time, even with years under, you know, years yeah. running the, the Rumble. Always new, new things always come up. So, you know, every year there are always things that get kicked up to the organizers and they have to kind of just make a ruling on and how we feel. I think we're, we're pretty much, we don't generally see that many left field things that we have no clue and we have to think about it. But yeah, no. the, 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 the easiest one, the easiest question we always get is, can I deploy my my entry on this other server right. company? Right, which is always last well, previous years. It's like, can I just deploy their work? Yeah, right. It's like, no, sorry, you can't. No, you, you cannot do that. The, but, but this now year you, you can. can. <laughs> right. No, that's true. The uh, which I wonder. Maybe we'll see. I mean, we usually get a lot of those. Like people don't like fully grasp like. You know, bef- you know what I mean. This is usually leading up to the competition. W- they don't fully grasp the idea of the competition, and they think that they can just create some project anywhere they want. Right. And but it's not like a regular hackathon. Yeah. Where, you know, you're looking at things. It's you know, we're giving you a space to deploy your application, and you can continue using that space. Roku's got a free tier, so you can keep it around now. Right. And um, just like your GitHub repository. And, um, you know, we just kind of have to have everything there. We generate the app. We need to control. We need to know who has access to it um, and different things like that. So, you know, during the competition. Afterwards, you do whatever you want. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I like the the idea of you guys as, like, the judge and jury, you know, issuing <laughs> rulings. Right, right. Tom, whenever a, uh, a an email comes in, Tom puts his, like, little judge, <laughs> like, that, like, what is that outfit they put on? Yeah, right, right. It looks like you're graduating. What is that thing called? A robe? Think yeah, it yeah. is it a rope? Is yeah, I it? think so. Yeah. I like a, that's probably some special name. I, don't know. I think judges ropes. Judges ropes, and he's got a gavel too. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought you guys were all punk rock. That doesn't seem too punk rock. <laughs> right, 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 that's true. Yeah, yeah. We should we should think about something more punk rock. But we're listening to the Misfits while we're doing. It. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. Well, speaking. Of, so why don't we wrap up? I think we've promoted the Rails Rumble adequately. Go to railsrumble.com, Right. You know everything you've said is on there. Right. But, Absolutely. Uh, do you want to uh, you want to plug your company? Hey, does it really necessary? Is anybody going to really care? You think? Probably not. <laughs> well, we we own a we own like a a. It's basically like an online store platform, but it's it's specifically in music, and that's why pretty much not many people are going to care about it. But um, but yeah, it's a it's a direct to fan platform. That's one of the things we do. We do a bunch of different things, to be honest with you. Um, but um, that's one of the main things. Uh, direct to fan limited run dot com is is our main business. Um, and, um, you know, we just help bands and labels sell to fans. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about Twitter? Where can people reach you? Uh, I'm TS Mango on Twitter. And I'm at alternate 1985. You say the at symbol, huh? Yeah. Everybody's got to say the at symbol. I know it's dumb, but you got to say it. I didn't say it. I'm alternate 1985. But do you know if it's I'm alternate 1985 or <laughs> right, is it just alternate 1985? It's the comma. It's you know, valid. It's, it's, you, it's, you, don't, you, don't, you don't want Hitler and... Uh, Hitler, Stalin, and the strippers? Yeah, you don't want Hitler, Stalin, and the strippers. you got to put the at in. <laughs> okay. You got, you sold, I, I sold you. Right? I'm at T.S. Mango. There you go. Yeah. And then speaking That's of the Twitter, break. so if, if people are looking for a team, I noticed on your website that there's a hashtag that they can use to find other people, right? Which is way too long, and we just keep using it every year. Rumble. Yeah, I need to think of something. Yeah. Rumble, Rumble team, team vacancy. Yeah, you have it's like th- three characters it's left stupid. to say your name. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think that was like a. I think <laughs> no like, like I was, you know, programming and like you know building the app 
like two years ago, the new app to run the new competition. And like, this was after a 30 hours straight of like working on stuff, getting ready. I'll just pick a hashtag. And right, right, pick a hashtag. I wasn't thinking ahead. You didn't do any subtraction at all. <laughs> you didn't just say, oh, I don't care if this thing's 25 characters. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to put a name in there. Right. You should, right, I want, what could, RR vacancy could be good too. We shouldn't just say this out loud. Yeah. Because it's Rumble Team vacancy. Yeah, Rumble Team vacancy. Is. That's what it is. All right. But ba- basically, if you just, you know, Leading up to the competition, people actually use it and they find people. Yeah, you know, they, they, they find each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, sign up after October sixth and reserve a spot, um, and then you can invite people to your team because you're, you're reserving a team spot basically. Right. If then, somebody builds an app, if somebody builds an app to help people make teams for the Rails Rumble, and it works. Like, right. we'll use it. Yeah. yeah. Some, if somebody makes that for Rails Rumble, because we're in, truthfully, we've, we've thought about this and we're just so busy. We have so many freaking projects going on that we can't do it. We don't have time. But <clears throat> we do want something where it's sort of like a community that can exist throughout the year and people can find each other. And maybe not, maybe not even just for Rails Rumble. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, in the end, it could be something for anything. But in reality, we need a place. Maybe for next year. We'll now, see. if it was built sure. on, on Facebook, would you use it? Oof. I don't think we could do it. Not everybody has Facebook. <laughs> Not everybody has Facebook. Not everybody has Twitter either. Right. But I will say this. In the Rails Rumble world, basically 99% of people. If you don't have Twitter, you don't know about the Rails Rumble. Yeah, I think most people have Twitter these days. You got it. You pretty much have to. The um, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in a couple of years when, I mean, who knows what's going to happen to Twitter. But So the only other thing I'd say is uh, during the competition, you should hang out in the IRC chat room. Right. Which is Rails Rumble on Freenode. Because you always, you know... Have some downtime or leading up or after the competition, and there's always tons of people in there. Talk smack. <laughs> Mostly just helping out and you know just showing off what they're working on and stuff. And it's really it's, it's definitely fun. Yeah. yeah. Now, now that Roku's sponsoring it, I feel like the that like steady din of complaining about deployment is going to be gone. Because that was always yeah, the thing in IRC. Like <laughs> I think so. The new one would be like, why are you guys using Heroku? Yeah, why it's just too, it's so just easy, too damn easy. You know, what I, mean? you know? <laughs> I want I want it to matter that I know how to you know configure Postgres. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. It'll be like you know. the inverse. All the people that didn't complain about that topic before will be complaining. No. People always complain, but you know what? This is definitely no matter what. This is the best move in the Rails Rumble. What is that law? Is if something exists, people will complain about it. What is that? Isn't there like a law? I don't know. I think so. It's like. It's got to be something. Yeah, if it exists on the internet, people will complain about it. I think that's the law. Right. Yeah. The uh, but yeah, so we're we're ready for the complaints. All right. <laughs> we get we get them we get them all the time. Yeah. We're numb to them. Our fingers on the archive button. Yeah. <laughs> well, running the Rails Rumble is a cool thing to do for the community. I think everyone gets a lot out of it. And uh, uh, on behalf of uh, everyone, thanks for doing it. It's uh it's a cool thing. We're, we're we're lucky to be we're lucky to run it. I Absolutely, think. no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're in a good position in 2012. And no doubt about it. It was, yeah. it was great to you know be able to reboot it and keep it up and running. And Tom yeah. swooped in there. <laughs> Opportunism <laughs> after losing yeah. that one year. All right. Well, yeah. uh, I'm going to do a bunch of. Uh, episodes with past winners and uh, maybe with the team that I did this with and maybe with a sponsor or two um, to learn more about them, especially the ones that are less known. Um, so hopefully it'll be a fun time. And then leading up to the uh, the competition and right after, we'll cover uh, how it all goes. So thanks uh, to you guys for partnering with me on that. And uh, that's it. If someone wants to uh, follow me on Twitter, I'm barely known or at barely known if Nick is uh, see? exciting. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, I'm scrupulous. barely known would work too. Oh, wait, is it does it fit? Yeah, it probably fits. That's what it would have. But it's at barely known. But he screwed his uh, tagline. That's it exactly. It does kind of ruin the joke. <laughs> right, it ruins the joke. So but, I have to say, I'm barely known on Twitter. But yeah, that's true. You're the only one who gets a free pass, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys. Thanks. Thank I appreciate you. it, John.